If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Splashly has been fired from Raw, it would seem, by Adam Pierce. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell, the brand new Raw review team. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Back from our quarantine time off. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button. Press the little thumbs up button as well. It massively helps us in the algorithm. We still think YouTube often changes the way that it works, but it's, it's you know what? It costs you nothing to press that thumbs up button. So just give just it a nice, press in it. Just just give it a little press anyway. And get in your comments down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching live, head on over to wrestletalk.com forward slash support and get your thoughts, uh, statements read out on the air. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollars. When you're clicking links, check out this episode sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Well, I'll have a little bit more on this a bit later on. Where? A current wwe champion is going to be featured in raid shadow legends that's crazy isn't it mad so yeah we're gonna have as a current wwe champion mm. what a tease if you know what it is don't spoil it in the comments we'll have a a, a reveal for it uh, once we got through the first batch of ultra chats mm. however pete um welcome to the raw review i know you Thanks. made your uh, return last week with I sullivan did. bow brown thank you very much for filling in for me while mm. i was not allowed to leave my house <laughs> yes I've got COVID, everyone, in case you, you missed last week's uh, Bachelor mm. podcast that I was not on. And then immediately afterwards, I got COVID. Yeah. Um, and th- thankfully, because thank you to all everyone who sent us well wishes and hope for a speedy recovery. Mm. Neither of us were particularly sick. Completely fine. I was actually completely fine. I had no symptoms. I didn't feel ill whatsoever. Bit of a tickly cough, but I felt absolutely fine. Mm. I did, however, lose my sense of taste for two no bueno. days. Oh. I was eating bangers and mash. And I suddenly turned to my wife and was like, I can't taste this gravy. Mm, that's terrible. And I was just in a row. I was like, oh man, I can't taste anything on this plate. I have had, uh, I think, no symptoms at all uh, on the first day. A little bit of a tickly throat. That's it. That's the whole, that the whole sum bit. total. Yep. My so COVID. we just had to stay at home. Yep. And because of the way that this business operates, I couldn't do anything. So I couldn't even work mm-hmm. from home. Yep. 
That was, yep, I was sitting there trying to find stuff to do. Oh, one I just, well, I mean, yeah. I had a kid to look after because the kid wasn't well, going to go yeah. to nursery either. Yeah. Um, so anyway, welcome to the Raw Review, mm, officially. Thank you. Thank um, you. Just to peel back behind the curtain somewhat, uh, Pete came up to me and he said, look, Luke, SmackDown's getting too good. <laughs> and I, I'm, I really am tired of reviewing good wrestling products, so mm -hmm. I want to come over to Raw, which has got an extra hour, which often bogs the show down a little bit. Yep, that's definitely what happened. Yep, it's, it's almost word for word what happened. Mm -hmm. I said, sure, mm -hmm. Pete, come on board. Mm -hmm. The water's fine over here. Fine being the operative word, because <laughs> Raw is, broadly, a fine <laughs> show. But I had a very fun time with this week's episode. This is a good episode. Particularly this main event here of Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, the number one contendership to Austin Theory's United States Championship was on the line. Mm. Nicely led into as well, because you had um, like a recap of Austin Theory's more serious edge that he's had. Him getting DQ'd against Ziggler, then Ziggler attacking him uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then Ziggler cuts this promo about the importance of the United States Championship mm. and then cuts this promo on Austin Theory. And it's kind of nice because it's just spinning various different plates mm -hmm. to set up this feud that's going on over here, but also these challenges over here for this belt. But it was a really, really nice way of framing the main event. It's, it's really, really good because I think putting over the title as really important is obviously going to help everyone that's fighting for it. And also it makes it feel like it's not like a stagnant, it feels like a, a more fleshed out like world in and of itself. If Ziggler's talking about this other match that's happening for a title that he also wants to fight for, it feels like there's lot, a lot more intricate pieces between different characters rather than just, here's this singles feud and nobody else can talk about this title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that a lot more people are getting involved in this. Um, if I'm going to be nitpicky, uh -oh. which I am, because <laughs> I'm here on Raw, baby, and that's what I do as I nitpick. Uh, last time Ziggler hold the US title, I believe he just relinquished it immediately afterwards. See, really? Yeah. Was that twenty? Is that twenty sixteen? When he when he just didn't care about it that one time. I don't. And he was like, no, I don't don't want it anymore. I mean, that that spells disaster for me if I ever get to survival series. Yeah, totally. That, that comes up as a category. Having said God, that, yeah. honestly, if that comes up as a category in survival series, I ain't getting past twenty twenty. I actually don't know yeah, if no. I get past twenty twenty one. I don't think I get past twenty twenty one because I'm struggling to think. Oh, okay, so it says. Theory Are we going right now? Hold on. So Theory beat Seth. Yeah. Seth beat Lashley. Lashley beat Theory. Yep. Theory beat. Hmm. Now was it Balor or Priest? Balor. Balor. He I'm beat pretty Balor. sure. Balor beat Priest. Yeah. Uh huh. Don't know. I think, Don't know. I think that's right. Yeah. And Priest won it from probably Balor. I don't know. <laughs> the, the Miz. <laughs> In the Zombies match was that for a title? In the zombies match? No, I don't think no, it was. No, because Miz died. <laughs> that was the match. She got eaten alive. It's true. He did die. Yeah. Um, apparently, it was not Balor. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a little preview there. If we we'd, get, we'd fail. If we do get to that. Saying. So this main event, uh, Rollins versus... That is just me being nitpicky. It's very good they did this promo. <laughs> that's just me being facetious and annoying. Uh, I really like the finish of this match. It was a very, like, it, it didn't go very long as a mm. match. Like, there was only about sort of like 13 minutes left of the show by the time this match actually started, and there was an ad break in there as well. Mm. Um, so they went super fast, they went super hard, and I, I, but I really, really liked the finish, which was that the referee didn't get bumped. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, they went into the corner, Lashley and, and Rollins did, and the referee dove out of the way and had to jump out of the ring. And in the melee of all of that, Lashley hits the spear on, on Rollins and he's yelling at the referee to get back in the ring. So the referee slides in, but within that like short space of time, 
it just gave Rollins enough so he could kick out of the spear. Mm -hmm. So it protects Lashley. It actually really puts over Rollins. It was a referee error mm -hmm. in a way. The referee was out yep. of position and that led to Lashley getting this near fall. And a completely unintentional ref error yeah. as well. It wasn't the referee being a numpty or being bad at his job. He was like, no, you just need to get out of the way. Yeah, and, that, and that's totally it was, it was just poor timing. Yeah, and that's all it was. And I, and I really, really liked it as a finish because then Lashley went to go hit a second spear. Rollins reversed it into the pedigree. One of my favorite spots. Oh, it's I so will good. Always pop for that spot. It's, it's so great. So much fun. And he got the win off the just, back of it. Just wins. Just won. Yeah, absolutely. Just pinned him clean in the middle of the ring. Referee kind of one, two, three, and Lashley then has this little freak out afterwards. Not quite a freak out, but he's had this, you know hot-headed temper that he's got at the moment that he showed during the uh, the Brock Lesnar mini feud mm -hmm. and he shoved down a referee Adam Pearce storms down Adam Pearce is like I warned you I told you you can't be getting physical with the referees blah 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 blah. you're gonna force my hand yada 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 Lashley shoves Adam Pearce Adam Pearce calls him a mother effer <laughs> very loudly calls mm. him a mother effer and then yells at him, you're fired. Yeah. This is all like off mic stuff as well. So it was only like being picked up by the camera mics and stuff. And commentary didn't get to play it up either because immediately, boom, show ends, show goes off the air. Mm -hmm. And it was quite nice as well because when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, I wonder what like we're going to end as a cliffhanger on. Because I feel like the big tease from last week was all the Alexa Bliss stuff. Mm. And that was like right at the start of the show. So I was like, well, what are we going to have as our little ending thing mm -hmm. here? That's what we got. We got Bobby Lashley being fired. What did you you make of the the, the match and, and the post match angle? The match itself, I've really enjoyed because, like you said, they didn't have too much time, but they compensated for that for being really really quick. So they just did a lot of stuff in not a, a not a huge amount of time, which was really really fun. Really liked the match itself. Uh, and Lashley attacking the referees is fun. It's a nice little like um, character beat for Lashley as well. That kind of hot headedness that. You know, occasionally we get from Randy Orton that he occasionally has anger man ang anger issues. Um, yeah, he hears voices in his head. He does hear voices in his head. Although those ones do counsel him and they understand. They do understand. Because they, mm. they talk to him. They talk to him. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, so Lashley attacking the officials I'm all on board for. Uh the firing I'm very curious about. Mm. I don't know where this is going. And I yeah. think in a good way. Mm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board for it and I don't know what they're going to do from here. And I'm I'm interested. Yeah. I, I really hope what they don't do is they just bring Lashley back next week and be like, Andy's been reinstated. And I, Yeah, I think we're going to have him a little bit of time off Yeah, uh, for, for a brief period of time. I would also like to see... I don't know if they can make this happen. I do want to see Lashley versus Adam Pearce now. Yeah, I want to see Lashley murder him. Even though Adam Pearce is kind of in the right, and Lashley's being a bit of a dick, I still just want to see Lashley kill him. I think that would be really fun. Because I, I, I said in my edited review, like I, I, I'm curious to see where this storyline goes. Like mm. you know, if they bring him back to Raw, let's just say he, they, he's going to stick around on Raw. Does Adam Pearce bring someone in to be mm. like his hired gun? You know, he brings back Brock Lesnar, and you do Lesnar Lashley at the Rumble. Is Lashley just an entrant in the Royal Rumble? Mm. He's a man without a WWE contract. He doesn't have yeah. a home at the moment. So yeah. you know, maybe we could do something around that. Um, or does he just go to SmackDown? Yeah, and you know, and he signs a deal there. I mean, he's still going to have to deal with Adam Pearce, I guess. Um, but like, it's you know, it's it's sort of that vagary because we've had this in the past where people have been fired from Raw, then show up on SmackDown, or yeah. sm fired from SmackDown, then you show up on Raw. Does he go to NXT? I think I think that one's highly unlikely, but uh, you know, it certainly adds a cool element of, or oh, that could be fun. Mm. So you, it, it allows us as fans to sort of fancy book 
where this storyline might go. I don't really know. I've got a feeling that they, they're just going to stick around on Raw and they'll just do a storyline where, you know, there's negotiations to bring him back. Kind of yeah. like what they did with Ronda earlier mm-hmm. in the year when yeah. she was like fined and suspended, suspended and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if we sh- if we see like you know Lashley shows up in the crowd and he's not supposed to be here and he's beating up security and he just wants to get his hands on Adam Pierce or whatever it is. I'd love um, Lashley versus Pierce though. Lashley versus Pierce would be so much fun. I mean, he I'd called really him a mother like effer. He sure did. Uh, I've, I've seen feuds start over a lot less. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think it'd be really cool if kind of Adam Pierce, who's essentially been in the right so far, maybe firing him is a bit extreme based on WWE's history of. People are totally allowed to just attack officials with not much consequence, maybe a fine at best. Um, so maybe Adam Pierce could just go off the deep end and just be like, Lashley is now barred from every arena. There's no way that he could ever step foot back in the WWE. He's permanently fired. No one can bring him back. I'm going to decree it that Lashley's career is ruined and all that stuff. He can never wrestle anywhere ever again. And he goes way too far yeah. to then make Lashley the baby face in this. And he's like, no, I'm just going to murder you now. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to kill you. And then that's how they lead to like an actual Lashley Pierce match. I, I'd quite like that. That'd be quite fun. Yeah. I mean, but what I, Overall, what I really liked about this kind of closing segment is, is it all of it as a whole. So um, kind of like a, I, I put up a poll on Twitter uh, last night about mm. what's better, Quality Street or Roses. It's Quality Street. I would say it's Quality Street as well. Yeah. And I said that I don't want celebrations or heroes in my mentions mm. because I don't want no cont- like pretenders to the throne. I'm not going to lie. Celebrations are great. They're no Quality Street. I, I would agree with you there. Like, but here's the thing with, with celebrations is, mm. is that, yeah, sure, it's dead easy to make already tasty chocolates tasty in miniature form. Mm. Quality Street requires artistry um, <laughs> and a bit of skill. But the, the point I was going to make is that I feel like a tin of Quality Street is mm. like a re, is a good album that's got amazing singles. Because okay. not because not every one of them is like a is a surefire hit. Okay, I think a toffee penny is a bit divisive. Sure, I think the toffee stick can mm. often be a bit divisive. Mm. I, I feel like I nearly broke a tooth on one last mm. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a box of celebrations. That is an album that you want to listen to because yeah. every single one hits, and that's kind of what I'm comparing this end segment to here. Every single thing that they did here kind of hit, and everything was there to further other things. So you had the video package that furthered Theory, the promo that furthered Ziggler's feud with Theory and the US title, mm-hmm. this match that put over the US title. Rollins is now the number one contender, and you start or continue this feud with Lashley and Pierce. It was a celebration box mm. where he's like, every time you eat another one, it's like, oh, lovely, that's a delicious one. Oh, mm-hmm. oh lovely, that it's different, but it's a delicious one. Oh, that's lovely, and it's a delicious one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I thought it was a really, really smart way to package this main event and further like four different things yeah i i think this this if you want to call it a home run segment you can call it a home run segment i thought this was really good further everyone and there's also a video package from uh, about lashley as well right before this match as well yeah that's right over lashley in the in another segment Even so this though, is all yeah. kind of built around building up a lot of people at the same time and it worked yeah, very, I, very good. I thought it was a, a really, really good ending to the show. Uh, I also enjoyed as well when Lashley got fired. There was just one man that went, no, 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 One guy on his own. Hey, good. One lad. Like, is that, or maybe this will catch on and absolutely yeah. no one else is joining no in it. with him. Ma- mainly because I don't think the vast majority of the crowd, I don't think heard, heard Adam Pearce. Because he, he wasn't was, on mic. He did get on the mic and was like, you're fired. Yeah. Like, he didn't do anything like that. It was just all off mic stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think half the crowd like left the arena, went on to WrestleTalk.com, were like, whoa, whoa we got fired. <laughs> Crazy. I also really like that Lashley is like one of the last moments. As Adam Pearce walks off, he goes, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> 
But maybe he didn't Very hear good. either. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The crowd were really like this guy singing na 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 behind me. I couldn't hear what you. What did you say, Adam? Sorry, did you call me a mother effer again. Very good. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, let's get into your Ultra Chats. Get your thoughts in wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Let us know uh, if you prefer quality streets or roses. Uh, what are your thoughts on celebrations or uh, or a, you know, a box of heroes, perhaps? Um, I'm glad that actually when something like we were just going through that, there was a comment that was like, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I bring to the table here. Yeah. Charles Berg kicks us off by saying, now I'm not saying Adam Pierce is a bigot, but it's important to note that Brock Lesnar F5'd him so hard his pants exploded. It's true. And he received little more than a stern letter. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley simply pushed him and got fired. It's not a good look. Not a good look, no. Adam Pierce. Charles Berg, of course, not being serious. No, there. not at all. Uh, Will Campbell said, hey guys, really enjoyed this episode of Raw. Glad you guys are feeling better. The main event was greatly wrestled and the finish was great. Also intrigued by the cliffhanger and I'm amused by Pierce channeling his inner Vince by loudly swearing and firing Bobby Lashley. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, 
yeah, I'm 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 intrigued by the cliffhanger too. I actually, I mean, I'm going to put over Seth as well because I I said this in my edited review, but there is a a certain WWE main event babyface style of wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think Seth Rollins might be the best at that currently on mm-hmm. either Raw or SmackDown. There's it's a lot good. of like great main event baby faces. Like, you know, like Drew, Shane, mm-hmm. it's like really, really great baby. But I think there is a certain style that Seth Rollins just like does better than anyone else. Mm. He's great. And yeah. it might just be because we haven't seen him as a baby face for so long. It's been a year. It's been years. Yeah. I mean, it was the Fiend feud that absolutely killed him. That's right. And made him turn yeah. so It's been a while since we've seen him be a babyface. Monday Night Rollins. Oh, man, it was so much fun. Uh, and we'll just have this one here from Chris for now that says, that was a perfect Alexa Bliss showcase to start last night for the match. The character work shows everything why Alexa is one of the most underrated all-round wrestlers of uh, in the ring. Uh, Mike character selling, uh, selling more of this, please, Triple H. I thought the match was fine. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Good yeah. match. Uh, but uh, for me, it was less about the match. It was more about the post-match. Post-match angle was great. Yeah, which we'll get into in just a few moments. But first, we must thank this episode sponsor, Rage Shadow Legends. Or should that be Ronda Shadow Legends? There are three things that are certain in life. Death, Ollie hating AEW, and Ronda Rousey being a top champion in WWE. But not content with just being a top champ in the E, she's also now a top champion in... Raid Shadow Legends! You can get legendary champion Ronda Rousey for free if you're a new or existing player. Ronda doesn't only look cool, she has fists of fire and multi-hit skills that make her perfect for taking on bosses like the Fire Knight. She hits like a steam train! Move over, Braun Strowman. I've got a new favorite train now. And you can download it for free now by clicking the link in the video description below or by scanning the QR code that's on screen now. Where you'll get unique bonuses worth $30, a free epic champion, 200,000 silver, one energy refill, one XP boost, and one ancient shard so you can summon awesome champions as soon as you're in the game. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get your exclusive rewards in Raid Shadow Legends right now. So click that link, scan that QR code, and use Raid Ronda to join millions of Raid Shadow Legends players today. Ronda that Rousey. Now, it's funny, because I I wrote that script for Ollie, Mm. because I was supposed to host it. Yes. I was supposed to film that last week Mm. uh, while, you know, and then I was off because of the uh, the COVID and everything. So I scripted my first line to be, there are three things in this life. There's uh, taxes, Ollie hates AEW. And Ronda Rousey is always going to be a champion. Mm. And I thought Ollie would just change it to I hate AEW, mm-hmm. but he just kept it as Ollie hates AEW. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently Ollie Davis is like Ron Burgundy. I was just about to say, he's just like Ron Burgundy. If it's written on the script, <laughs> he just read it as was. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, he'll probably change that. Yeah. He'll see the script be like, well, I can't That's... refer to myself in the third person. That's so funny. Of course, Ollie can refer to himself in the third person. Have you met Ollie? <laughs> so yeah, please do click the link in the video description down below. Ronda Rousey is now in Raid Shadow Legends. All he's got to do is log in for seven days between now and uh, Feb- in February 2023. And you can mm. get Ronda Rousey as one of your championies. Use our uh, link in the video description down below. Use that promo code RAIDRONDA to get a whole host of bonus goodies. Oh, 
Right, let's get into this episode of Raw. And it kicked off. And it was nice because, you know, open the show with this, close the show with this. Number mm -hmm. one contendership. Making this yes. feel dead important. Making challenges feel important. And this one comes off the back of last week where we had the two triple threat matches, mm -hmm. which we did during the US title rehabilitation back when Triple H first took over. Yeah. So it was Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, right at the start as well, Becky Lynch eliminates damage control from the equation. Yep. She takes out Dakota Kai and Eosko, brawls with them. All while Bailey is standing in the room being like, I'll oh, pack it, will you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Becky, oh, not Becky. No, that, no, no, they're supposed to stay here and cheat that's, for me. No. Not, can uh, you, that, was my, that was my whole plan, man. <sighs> Becky's really annoying. Oh, Becky's. And then Alexa Bliss comes out and he's like, oh yeah, of course, I've got a match. Oh no. And I, Good. the match itself, Belair came down to watch from ringside as well. Mm -hmm. um, she has that awkward, she didn't join commentary, but she still sits on an there. office chair. Yeah. And I just thought office chairs out of like office scenarios, like not behind a desk, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they can roll around and stuff. I was like, just put her behind the commentary desk. <laughs> She's a great talker. The, my favorite spot of this though, it was the code red reversal. Mm. It was the second code red attempt that Bliss did. So good. And she went to hit it, but Bailey reversed it essentially into like this power bomb back into the turnbuckle. And then she hit a sunset flip power bomb of her own. It was mm. a really, really wicked spot. But I would say that there were near falls and kickouts. Like, you know, there was a Bailey to Belly in here. There was a Bliss DDT in here. Mm. Both kicked out of each other's, you know, semi finishes. And the crowd didn't really react to either of the, the near falls. It's a shame. It felt like they were into people making their entrances and they were into the tease that came after the match, really into Bianca Belair mm. and into Becky Lynch brawling with Damage Crawl. But the actual wrestling itself, they weren't really into, which I felt was a bit of a shame. And I felt like that's what sort of dragged the match down somewhat. It's a shame, but I think this is a necessary step in kind of reteaching your audience to care about the wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I think there's, there's, excuse me, there's several parts going into that of not just caring about the wrestling, but caring about the story beats within the wrestling, caring about the psychology of a match, telling a story through wrestling. There's a lot of steps to make your audience care about this stuff. And I think they are doing it. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. And it's nothing against either of the, the wrestlers in the <clears throat> ring or the, the story that they told. There was um like it, the, the, the finish was a bit cumbersome in a, in a way, because you had Bailey getting one of the, the, um, the turnbuckle pads mm. and then arguing with Bianca Belair and people being talked about, like even Corey Graves said, I wasn't pretty. But mm. it was effective because Alexa Bliss nearly falls on her ass when she's trying to get up onto the turnbuckle and mm -hmm. stuff. She recovered very well. Hit Twisted Bliss for the win. No heel shenanigans. No, no spookiness from Alexa Bliss in mm -hmm. her entrance during the match. She wrestled this very, very straight. Mm -hmm. So that was so interesting considering the big tease from last week was that, is she going to turn heel? Is this going to be a big Bray Wyatt thing? Mm -hmm. None of that actually played into the match. Did that, did that surprise you? Um, it did until a few moments later. Yeah, yes. I think if they hadn't have referenced anything to do with any spookiness at all, then it would have been like, oh, it's a bit weird considering all the teases and stuff. But I think that this was now step two of the teases and the actual thing that's going to happen is going to be during the match with Bianca Belair. Yeah, because like the actual post-match, because they did us where they did the tease, mm -hmm. made the fact that there were no teases in the actual match all the more effective. Absolutely. Because you're sat there as a viewer being like, huh, I thought it was all that Bray Wyatt stuff they mm. were teasing last week. And Alexa Bliss and Bianca aren't really selling any of that. And Alexa Bliss goes to pull Bianca in for a hug. But just before she does, Bray Wyatt's symbol flashes up onto the screen. And that hug that she pulled her in for seamlessly mm. turns into a Sister Abigail. Yeah. Like puts her into a position for the Sister Abigail. But then immediately Alexa was like, whoa! Yeah. 
and she like stops what she's doing, like let's go. Bianca's like, whoa, sorry. Yeah, I, I've no idea what happened there. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really, really good performance yeah. by Bliss. And I thought Belair sold it brilliantly as well. I thought this was an excellent post-match. This is really good. I really liked uh, Alexa's kind of selling of the moment of her being like, the hell was that? And just kind of like walking off to being like, yeah, huh, just kind of like shaking your head a little bit as she walks off kind of. It's like, okay, it's like some good teasers there, some solid stuff. I like it. I really hope this isn't magic. I really hope this isn't magic. Yeah, well, but it, it's it's cool for now. I like it. You I like sort it. Of have to though with Bray. Don't I you? know, you're but I don't like, want him to do magic. Well, hey, okay. So I mean, I was thinking about this this morning uh, as I was uh, coming into the office because I was thinking about the Alexa Bliss um, uh, Bray Wyatt stuff. Mm. I've gone on a bit of a journey with the Bray Wyatt Alexa Bliss stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was reviewing Raw when they were doing all of that stuff in the Thunderdome era. Yes, categorically the worst part of the Thunderdome era. I think without, without a shadow of a doubt, all of the Fiend, Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss stuff, I would say was the worst part of any element of the Thunderdome era. I think the Reginald stuff was worse. Oh, well, with um, with Sasha Banks and Yeah, because well, yeah, he did actively ruin a build. Sure did. The match was still fantastic. Thank God the match oh, was still the, fantastic. So, yeah. But oh no, I, I think the that Fiend, was dicey. I think the Fiend stuff was way worse. It was pretty Alexa Blit, like the the doll stalking Shayna Baszler, <laughs> uh, Eva Marie tripping over mm. by the swings. Oh yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? Like the only thing I can oh, think retribution. of. Retribution. No, retribution is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend that retribution was bad, Pete. Do you remember me and Yim having her little fit and stuff? There was greatness within Retribution. His name is Slapjack. I wanted to do uh, Is Retribution Actually Good as a video series, and Laurie wouldn't let me. The answer is no. Oh, but it would have been so good to argue <laughs> with Pete. The only thing I could think that was worse than the, the Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton stuff was the zombie match. Oh, the zombie with, match was bad. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, but yeah, yeah. that was only one match, whereas mm. I think that was like actively terrible for months and months and months and months and months. That's true. And it ruined it ruined The Fiend, it ruined Randy Orton, it ruined Alexa Bliss. It was, for me, actively terrible. Yes. And so when Bray returned, and immediately they started these teasers for Alexa Bliss, my instant gut reaction was, oh no. Mm-hmm. God, I don't want to go through this again. Like, I know we've got a different creative head this time. It's not mad vince mcmahon this is smart level-headed trips but i'm like oh no because I, I don't want to have to go through this again and we had a lot of messages from people being like no this would be good this could be good this could be good and i was like no i don't really I, for me it's, it's not what i want to see out of alexa bliss but it also they've done nothing with alexa bliss all year so now i'm just sad being like well, at least it's something. Yeah. At least it, at least it's a storyline for her. There's some actual character progression here, which she has not had mm. since she did the therapy sessions back in January, which led to nothing. Yeah. So like I'm at least now she's not an and friend. I'm honestly I'm now kind of I'm sort of like almost at thumbs up. Yeah. Because at least it's something new for her. And I will also say I appreciate the more subtle nuance of having the logo flash on the screen because i feel like and this is just speculation on my part in years gone by they would have done like oh spooky lighting and all of logo on the screen there's a bray Wyatt, and then it will come back and alexa's in the the sister abigail position or whatever and then the lights would come back up and then she'd let go and this was just way more subtle than that this was i appreciate yeah no I, i would agree with that I don't want it to be spooky. I don't want it to be spooky. It can, it can, spooky be, it can be spooky as long as it's not magic. Yeah. That's the line. It can be 
weird and creepy and a bit strange. It can't be magic. That's my line. There was um, uh, a tweet that was retweeted by um, Hollywood Hangman uh, that kind of like caught my eye when it, just before I came into record. So it's just kind of playing in my mind at the moment. Mm. And it just said, hey, do you remember that time when Seth Rollins was a white hot baby face that could do no wrong? And then he had a feud with the Fiend that ruined mm. him so badly he couldn't be a baby face anymore. Yeah. And it was just a picture of Bianca Belair standing next to Alexa Bliss. And I was there going like, oh, oh dear. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's happening again. <laughs> it begins. But I thought outside of all of that, mm -hmm. I thought the segment was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. We got a recap of Kurt Angle doing the milk truck on SmackDown and, mm -hmm. and uh, making uh, Alpha Academy stinker milk. Uh, and then uh, earlier in the day, Alpha Academy arrived to run down Kurt Angle. Is going to lead to a Kurt Angle Chad Gable match? No. No. Man, they had the one off in Pittsburgh. And that, that's, that's what it is. That's it. It's only because they were calling out Kurt Angle here. Yeah, it was to lead to the OC walking past and being like, <laughs> <laughs> And then that was it. So your impression of the OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them all go. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. They were laughing at their phone because Chad Gable got milked. Yeah. And uh, AJ Styles walked up and went, the milk community. <laughs> <laughs> and it set up a match between AJ and Chad Gable. I have got two notes for this match, which mm. is very good, but short match, full of reversals and wrestling. My first note, all capitals, wrestling. <laughs> it's written, yeah. wrestling. Yeah. I, I... I loved this match. I love this style of wrestling so much. Yeah. So when we get little bits of it, of these fast-paced chain mat wrestling reversal and stuff, I'm like, more, more, more of this, please. Uh, this was a, a, a short match, but I, I liked it a lot. I also liked when Chad Gable got thrown out of the ring, uh, Otis caught him, and then he turned to the camera and he said, I'm a tree trunk, I'm a load. Otis is Thanks, so Otis. great. He's, he's awesome. Good, he? I love that he's added sunglasses to his character now, and all of a sudden I'm like, what a brand new guy. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. But, it's, it, but he's got new, but he's got a new hat. <laughs> he's had an accessories done. I'm like, oh, it's a whole new character yeah, now. Exactly. I, I'm really, really enjoy. I I want more from my Alpha Academy mm, than just being on TV and losing every week. But hey. He's having great matches like every single week, so it's, you can't hate that at it's all. It's Chad Gable versus AJ Styles. Yeah, it's like that's it's, fun, and that's like it's it's good wrestling. Unfortunately, it kind of is leading to nothing. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I and I think that's and I said this when the OC finished their feud with um, Judgment Day. I was like, my worry was is that there's like you know you put these two factions against each other because that's the hot story, mm -hmm. but it almost felt like it was me playing my GM mode where you got no plan after that, and so you'd just been like, oh. Well, now what do I do with now it? what? Yeah. And I, I still feel like we're there with the OC. Judgment Day, at least it feels like we're moving into another thing with them with Street Profits and actually with Asker and stuff. Yeah. So we, we kind of are moving forward with Judgment Day. I don't feel that with OC at the moment. So I, no. I don't know what's what they can do now. So yep. let's see what happens with them in the new year. Also, I really like the finish. He like rolled through into a Styles Clash and it looked really cool. It was very, very it's cool. It's so smooth. That's what I love about their wrestling. It's so smooth wrestling. I'm just going to highlight this person's uh, comment here that says, mm. Seth Twitter is what killed him as a babyface. Let's not rewrite history here. It was in conjunction with the bad booking. Yeah. It was a real bad combination of the two. I think it was, he was a white hot babyface and then he had a bad Twitter game and everyone went, Oh, but it's fine. He's st he, he, he's still good. It's still good. And then the Fiends have happened. He went, ah, never mind. Yeah. Remember like that Hell in the Cell match finishes with mm. that guy that has a sign that says Seth Rollins is not cool. Yeah. 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 His Twitter game were bad at that time. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we do all of this together? Sure. 
Well, okay, well, let's, let's talk about the six man first. Okay, cool. And then we'll talk about all that stuff. This is much better. This is much better. So this is the Judgment Day versus Street Profits and Akira Tozawa. Uh, Kathy Kelly, uh, Dan Layton's future ex-wife, interviewed the good guys before the match. And they, I've written here, they uh, scream? Yep. Yeah. That, that, is, that is the segment. That is what they did. They did a promo, and then Akira Tozawa said, we want the smoke. And then he drank what was in his cup, and then like did a fired up yell, and then they all yelled in each other's faces, and then yelled together, and that was the segment. I laughed so much when Tazawa came out to the ring, and the Street Profits did their big pose, and all the cups fell from the ceiling, and Tazawa absolutely pooped his pants. He <laughs> was like, "Oh my god, I got of those!" Really, really made me laugh. I my my note for this one was that was stupid, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> I, they're, they're very likable. Because here's the thing with Akira Tozawa, you know, we've had this repackaging of him. We actually get mm. to watch him wrestle again. He's good, isn't he? Oh, he's so great. He's good. It's so great to watch Akira Tozawa wrestle. He's not in a silly gi costume that mm -hmm. he was in. He's not a character gimmick anymore that yeah. feels like it is sort of racially charged. He is just good wrestler again. Yes. But he's still doing the comedy stuff, which he's great at, mm. which is why he was very funny in those 24-7 segments. So we're getting the best of both worlds here. Yeah. And I love that. And yeah, you're right. Like with the Street Profits, what an affable tag team. Mm. Going up against the big three dickheads of Judgment Day. The very cool brooding heels oh. versus the very over the top, well, hey, baby faces. And like this it. was such a fun six man tag. Oh, it was so, so great. And like Dawkins gets this hot tag and runs wild. And I was like, Man, that was real fun. Mm. And then instantly, he gets a hot tag to Akira Tozawa, who runs even wilder, and it was even funner. I, oh, it was so good. The so, pace of this match yeah. was so great. And I don't, I cannot think of a single misstep in this match. It felt like everything was just like, bang, hit this one, bang, hit this one, bang, hit this one. And everything was spot on that they wanted to do. Oh, And MVP. Yeah. Sure, you could say Tozawa. Mm. Sure, you could say Dawkins. Mm. Sure, you could say Montez Ford. Sure, you could say Finn Balor. Sure, you could say, but it's it's Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Always and forever MVP of Judgment Day. Oh, it's great. He had this spot, ladies and gentlemen, when Dawkins was doing his hot tag running wild and he knocks down Balor and he knocks down Priest, goes to hit Dominic Mysterio, who falls onto his butt and be like, whoa, don't hit me. <laughs> it was so good because then when Tazawa got his hot tag and mm -hmm. he tagged and like they had to tag in Dominic. Tazawa starts like railing on him mm. and the crowd went ballistic for it for like two, you know, very undercard guys, mm -hmm. particularly in Akira Tazawa, but him like hammering onto Dominic, the crowd was going nuts for it because Dominic's such a good, effective heel mm -hmm. that the crowd wanted to see this little greasy dweeb get beaten up. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, genuinely, the crowd were getting so into this. The, they were booing Dominic anytime he came into the ring and they were really cheering Akira Tozawa as well, which I'm so happy to see that his just like, just genuine like infectious aff affability, if that's a word, it's just, it, it, it got into the crowd and they just started cheering everything he was doing. This is genuinely, you keep doing performances like this. This is what gets someone over. It's this kind of stuff that they need to keep doing. I also loved the finish of this match. Oh, this finish was so great. Please so, take us through it. So good. So, so good. Because after the back of a great match as is, Tazawa was running wild. Dominic Mysterio is in the ring and he goes up onto the, the turnbuckle to try and hit his sent on for the win. But Damian Priest just grabs him off the turnbuckle, hits the razor's edge from the uh, from the apron into the ring, and Dominic Mysterio then pins uh pins Tazawa for the win off Damian Priest's move. 
and then they're all celebrating like Dominic Mysterio did it. It's wonderful. It's uh, even better than that. Is he'd already had Dom dead to rights. Yeah. And he went up to hit the senton and Balor stopped him. Mm. And so then he gets rid of Balor and then he takes out Dominic again. Dominic gets no offense in on this. So he's laid out Dominic, goes to hit his finish, Balor stops him, lays out Balor, lays out Dominic again, goes to hit his finish. Damien Priest stops him, hits the razor's edge, as you say, into the ring. And Dominic just sort of slithers into this pit. Yep. And then Judgment Day pick him up and be like, Yeah, Dom, you, you did, did it. it. Yeah, you oh, and Dom's like, so good. I did it. I did it on my own. And they, they cheer him like he's this all-conquering hero, even though they're the ones that are doing all the work. So and Tozawa had him beaten twice, mm -hmm. but still lost. It puts over Judgment Day so brilliantly. It puts over why Dominic loves being part of this group, apart from mm -hmm. the fact he's being pegged by a Rhea Ripley. And he's, it's a, they're the best act on Raw. Yeah. I think they're so, so great. They're so fun. And Dom is... Can you imagine, earlier this year... We were all set at being like, hey, this Dominic thing's not working. Mm. Hey, man, like we have got to figure out what we're doing with this Dominic thing. On, uh, by the end of the year, I'm like, he's my favorite thing on Raw. <laughs> what a difference a heel turn and a really good creative mind like Triple H can make. Oh, it's amazing. Mate, also, that turn at Clash at the Castle was genuinely one of the moments of the night. Hey, yeah. It was so good. Kick es your dad. Es especially, yeah, with the, with the, the live show that we had. Oh, everyone just wanted to see him turn here when he soon as he was like, "Yeah, he's beat up his dad." Honestly, this Great. was this was really really fun as a six man tag anyway. Mm. But I think the character stuff they did with uh, Dominic and the Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just before we came in here, you said to me, "I was like, when did Judgment Day get so cool?" Yeah, like when's the exact moment when they became awesome? Yeah. Because they were very lame. Oh, so, that's a great point as well, actually. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about how Dom was like really lame early this year. Judgment Day were dead on arrival. Mm. And boy, howdy. They're the, they're the best faction on they're Raw. So, cool. so awesome. This, I want to see them the, versus Bloodline. Yeah, like this is the level of like potential that I thought Judgment Day had when they first debuted. And then they immediately squandered it. And I was like, never mind. We'll move on to the next one. But then they rehabilitated them. So, great. so great. All right, well, let's talk about this then. All righty. Okay, so Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis were backstage working out how they're going to spend uh, Dexter's money, which he won from The Miz mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, when they ended their feud. And when they ended their feud. When they ended their feud, because it was all done. It was mm -hmm. 16 excruciating weeks of no steps being taken forward, and then what, like one step got taken forward when they revealed that Miz... Uh, paid him off mm -hmm. or was paying him to attack him and then there was another like eight weeks and then they had a match yes so they're making this plan they've got this drawing here apologies my laptop's not muted should probably mute that yep oh, one second i'm just gonna just gonna mute that see my wife doesn't text me nice job apologies everyone i'm professional mm. so they've got this uh drawing on a, on a board yep and it's got it's them dressed up as the avengers mm-hmm and, you know, and they've got like plans to clone their dog or something. You know, they're going to create a Scrooge McDuck money pit for, for Dex to jump into. And down in the bottom was Bluey Blink. Mm -hmm. And it was a little baby that was wearing like a big bluey, uh, like medallion thing. I'm a big bluey fan, mm. as everyone well knows, because it's, it's the greatest show on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, at the very moment, I was like, I understand that reference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a, as a fellow new dad, I'm also watching a lot of bluey right now. Yeah. It is a, it's a chef's kiss show. Oh, I know. So I was like, yeah, that's grand. And then uh, Candice LeRae walks in and says, you know what? It's, a, it's the holiday season. Maybe we've got everything we need. And Johnny's like, that gives me an idea. 
So they go to the merchandise store, spend loads of money. And only be able to afford to buy two t-shirts given out expensive WWE merches, am I right? <laughs> um, probably bought a bit more. And they then cart this out while uh, Johnny Gargano very clearly had not prepared for anything to say. <laughs> and he... Got him fam. Just you know, someone said to him before, and it's like, oh, what are you going to say when you get out there? It's like, oh, I'll figure it out on the night. <laughs> I'll wing it. And then he got out there. I was like, oh, I've thought of nothing. Um, <laughs> you see my truck? Quill? Quill's a baby. Uh, my baby. Um, that's, that's his, this is his truck. Um, do you want a t-shirt? Who's the t-shirt? It's, it's, it's a Lexus. No, no, it's a Rhea Ripley one. Here you go, have a Rhea Ripley one. You with it? In a bucket lot? <laughs> and I was there being like, oh, this is, it's the holiday season. What a little festive sure. giveaway thing. Yep. I still think that the child-friendly axe murderer, Dexter Loomis, is a weird gimmick. Yep. His obsession with children, I think is creepy. Yeah. But other people see it differently. And they're handing out stuff. And I'm like, well, at least it's a... F I'm wearing a Christmas jumper. Mm. Listening to Christmas music. I'm watching a lot of Christmas movies. Mm. I'm in a festive season. This is nice. Watch both the Home Alones in the last few days. Oh, Because there's only two that exist. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. there's only two. No, there's only two. I was about to go to bat for Home Sweet Home Alone, the the one that came out last year or the year before or something. But you're right, there's only two. There's only two. I'd argue there's only one. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'd actually think the second one's very good at Home all. Home Alone Two is not very good. It's, it's a rubbish movie. I thought it was good. No, no, that's it's, that's a that's a, a misconception. It's the same as the first one, but worse. But worse. <laughs> but somehow worse. Yeah. Whew. And it's, it feels way more mean spirited. Yeah. And the first one's pretty mean spirited. It's also really violent yeah <laughs> like like really violent i was watching home alone while i was putting the tree up and you know the, the kids in the room you know the kid's like 15 months old yeah and my wife said is it right for us to have this on with the kid here and i was like well it's, it's home alone you know it's it's gotta be that bad it was the number one family movie of 1991 <laughs> or 1990 and then like they started throwing the paint cans stuff and i was like I don't think this is fine. It's <laughs> like, oh, maybe, maybe you're not. This movie it's is like, quite violent. There's, there's fun, goofy stuff that would probably kill a man in the first movie. But in the second one, it's like, no, he's no, ag actually, actually dead. Murder. Actual he's death. trying to kill them now. He lights a rope on fire while they're climbing it off a building. That's not okay. Two comments here from, from Brandon. Home Alone 2 is good because of pigeons. <laughs> Uh, and Ben here said, but it does have Tim Curry in it, so we give it a pass. You know, Tim Curry is fantastic in Home Alone 2, I'll give you that. Yeah. Tim, 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 Cur good. Tim Curry is very, very good in it. Spice! Spice! It's so good. Uh, Brandon, with the pigeons. The problem with the pigeons thing is, right, just, to, just, just to go on to Home Alone 2, this is how much I don't want to talk about this segment. Yeah. The thing with the, the pigeon lady mm. is that you the, the, the conceit of it is... Uh, is the Macaulay Culkin in the shop has been told like, oh, these are the, like the turtle dove. Mm -hmm. You buy two of them yep. and you give one to someone that you always want to be with, but you can't always be with. Yeah. And I'm watching this movie going like, cool. He gives it to his mum because they keep getting split up. That's the easy response to this. Mm -hmm. No, he gives it to the pigeon lady. Yeah. The, the not as good neighbor from the first <laughs> yeah, one. Literally the same character as in the first movie where it's scary person who actually isn't scary. And it's nice really when you get to know them. So anyway, Lewis and Gargano are like, Gargano. They're, they're handing out t-shirts and stuff. Mm. And, I, and it's, I was like, all right, well, this is a fun festive thing. And then it sets up Dexter Loomis's next feud. And it's the Miz again. And the Miz... That's a swear. It is. And the Miz comes out. minutes. And the Miz comes out and he like, he steals the money from Dexter. Mm. And he goes to run to the back. And clearly Adam Pierce's spidey sense is tingling backstage. And he was sure like, is, yeah. there is an injustice happening. Yes. 
because he comes out before Miz even gets out of the the building, like out of the the you know the arena and stuff. And he forced him to go back and give the money to Dexter. And then they have a long conversation in the middle of the ring. It's a long segment. Again. And it felt like they hadn't prepared what they were going to say. Mm. So they just kept going on until they got to a point. And yep. the point is, we've set up a ladder match next week. It's double or nothing. It's Dexter versus Miz. Double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> having a casino ladder match. What more <laughs> won't they steal from AEW? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and that, that means that by the time that this match has happened it'll have been 19 weeks yeah. since this storyline started mm. I'm, so, I'm so ready for it to be over and I don't think next week's going to be the end of it no I don't think so either. and even if it is the end of it I still don't know what you do with Dexter after this or Johnny Gargano yeah yeah this is this is actively making me not like Johnny Gargano. Which is wild! Which was like one of the best wrestlers they have and likes Bluey! Like, <laughs> why, like, why is he come on the screen and I'm like, oh no, not this dickhead again. Oh no, why, why is Johnny Gargano out here? Genuinely, one of the most likable wrestlers of all time and they're making me not like him! Oh, yeah, so... Miz has tiny balls also. Yeah, they, they did all of that and yeah, they do it now. What winds me up more than anything else is that the crowd chanted it, which means they like it. Well, I, I hear... Get better taste! Well, Ian, here is what I will say, and I've said this about many things in the past when it comes to, 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 to wrestling et al. Mm. I don't like this. This is not working for me. But yeah. it is clearly working for an audience. Absolutely. And it worked for this week, it works for this audience. There have been weeks where they've done the storyline and it's gotten over like a fart in a church. Mm. This week, it got over with the crowd because they really enjoyed chanting tiny balls at mm -hmm. Miz. They enjoy chanting stuff about Maurice. And Miz is very good at working them up into doing those chants. Yep. So, yeah. It did work this week. I'll give them that. But I I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. During the segment. Because I was like, oh man, I can't believe we're going back to this well. Mm -hmm. Also, Miz has to dress up as Santa's elf and help give out the rest okay, of the, 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 the merch. The, the, the payoff for this. You, you, you won't believe it, folks. The, mm -hmm. the payoff to this was very very funny mm -hmm. was that later on in the show they show pictures right they're polaroid pictures of it's dressed as an elf and, and he looked so upset about it and all the people next to him were going like well hey let the miss dress it up and he looked very upset they did that twice and i was like is this the payoff well this there's our big setup of he's got to dress up as an elf and the payoff is we get to see a handful of polaroid pictures mm -hmm. with backstage staff yep Rubbish. Not funny. Not not funny. A really long, long, long segment. So it might have been the longest segment on the whole show. It certainly felt like it. It was long. And yeah. Then we've got EOS Guy versus Candice LeRae. Um, big thumbs up from me. Yes. They, they had some technical problems during this because I think Bailey was Very supposed weird. to be on commentary. Yes. But they didn't have a they they didn't have a headset ready. They didn't have a chair the ready for it. Headset wasn't her. working. There was a lot of stuff that just went wrong here. So it just meant that the first half of this match was the three of them arguing over who's on commentary, who's doing play by play, who's setting up tech, who's giving chairs, not focusing on any of the wrestling in the ring. The only plus side I can give to it, because reference to what we were just talking about earlier, was Corey Grace shouted, "Look what you did, you little jerk!" Mm. to uh, Kevin Patrick. That made me laugh. It's a timely reference. Um, but it really was just distracting from the match. Yes. 
And then Candace Ray hit this poison runner on the outside that <sighs> damn near killed Eosuke. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? And and then so they went in the ring, they did some more stuff. Eo hits the O for the Moonsault and wins. And Eosuke did need to win. She's defending her tag titles this Friday. So mm. she should get the win to get the momentum going into it. But it really feels like it derails Candice LeRae's whole storyline about getting revenge on damage control. Because she beat Dakota Kai. Is it last week she beat Dakota or was it the week before? It feels like you know, she beat Dakota Kai recently. Last week. And it's like, okay, and then she beats EO Sky and then she goes into a match with Bailey. But no, she was just beaten by EO here. Clean. Clean. So, yeah, I mean, I said this in my editor review. Indy Hartwell, call up. Sure. To a tag team. Yeah. Because I don't think that um, Tegan Knox and the other one are winning um, uh, the tag title Liv this Morgan? weekend. Yeah, Liv Morgan, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't think they're winning the belts this weekend. So, no. yeah, maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. So, yeah, it kind of sucks for Candice Lorraine, but fun match. Fun match. I enjoyed the wrestling between these two because they're both very good. Uh, Kathy Kelly interviewed Kevin Owens and Elias walks up and wants Kevin Owens to be in his corner. Actually funny. But Kevin, but Kevin Owens is like, no, 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 I, I care about continuity mm. and my character and what I've done this year. So he talks about the feud that they had earlier this year over mm-hmm. all of the Ezekiel stuff. Yeah. And Elias is just like, but I need you. And I was like, what? What? Are you, what? Yeah. And he walks away. And he even references that the last time you and I were in the ring, you hit me with a guitar. Yeah. Not that guitar, because you the one you hit me with busting my head open. Yeah. All of these references. Kevin Owens, he cares about continuity. Elias is like, come on, that was with my brother Zeke. Let's, let's just, come on, let's bring it back in. I, I need your help. And he's like, like genuinely like speechless. Yeah. Just shakes his head at him, walks off, walks back, and is just, and walks off again. It was again. great. Really, Actually really funny. Good, good comedy. Um, I mean, sadly, I thought the match between Elias and Solo Sokoa was actually quite boring. You are forgetting the Elias-Matt Riddle tribute. Yeah, well, we'll get on that. Let's just quickly talk about the... Yeah, okay, let's talk about the tribute first. Because Matt Riddle has been suspended. Uh, he's now been taken to rehab. That is the official word. That's not what WWE have announced. They've just said that from Solo Sokoa's attack from last week, he's out six weeks is the recovery period yeah. for this. Um, but that is to cover... For uh, Matt Riddle being sent to rehab, he was suspended. Second uh, failed drug test, reportedly. Um, so Elias had a Matt Riddle tribute concert here, and he said, I found this in Matt's locker room, and he pulls up, and it looks like a joint, but it's actually a bit of paper with some lyrics on it. So he had to sing a song, and he said, Elias, you're my bro, and all that stuff. And then he said, it's time for a solo. And then Solo Sokoa came out. That was a nice touch. And said, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. With with Matt Riddle being suspended mm. um, for uh, marijuana or stuff, I don't think I'd be making weed references on it's the not show. Marijuana. WWE don't test for it anymore. Do they not? No. So huh. it's so it's something else. Even so, I don't think I'd be making uh, drug references uh, with with Matt Riddle right now. Um, also, like in this song, they're like, oh, "We're the best of friends." I'm like, "Are you?" Because I, I tagged a couple of times, right? Well, like, I, I know that Elias is the is the stand-in for, mm. for Randy Orton while Randy's out, but yeah. like, I don't think anyone buys these two as an actual friendship no. thing. Um, and I get, I know the, the lyrics were written by Matt Riddle, but I don't mm-hmm. buy Matt Riddle thinks that he's a best friend either. No. Uh, but I did think the the calling out of a, a solo and mm-hmm. then Solo Sokoa came out. I thought that was a nice touch. And also, Sami Zayn is the funniest Oh, alive. Sammy. Just accompanying Solo Sokoa on his entrance, and I'm like, well, Sami Zayn's the greatest wrestler ever. Yeah. That's all he, that's all he needs to do, is a company yeah. solo and I'm like, he's the best. And he got more reaction than either of these two. Because these two were having a match, but the crowd were chanting for Sami Uso and you are Usi. 
so this crowd were only really into Sami Zayn. Uh, which is fine by me. As uh, Solo Sokoa hit the spinning solo and got the win, um, crowd didn't really care about the actual wrestling. Then they gave Elias the Samoan spike after the match, which actually, I think is, I really like them adding that to, to Solo's repertoire. It's cool. I know people really hate on the Samoan spike. Like people never really liked it before, but I I always thought it was all right. I, I, I liked it. So I mean, I can tell you from my perspective when the when Umaga was doing the Samoan spike, <clears throat> I was in this. I was. A, diehard TNA guy mm. uh, at that point and WWE I thought was a real toilet promotion and the Samoan spike and all this sort of stuff I was like oh this is like that Hokies Hokie 80s early 90s wrestling when wrestling wasn't really like you know particularly in like the new generation when it wasn't really popular anymore mm -hmm. just felt like a really old hackneyed thing to be doing Particularly because in TNA you had Samoa Joe being amazing you're like oh that's what you do with a, a Samoan guy right mm -hmm. and Umaga was just you know this this very like caricature of a wrestler for sure however you know he's since passed away and we even now look back and be like actually no that like at the time we were like that's really hackney but now we look back and be like wow oh, what performer he was then. Mm. Like, really really great in that role so it feels like it's just a really loving tribute mm. uh to Amarga, and I, and I think it's a really really nice thing to bring back for for solo yeah uh, and they went to do the chair spot again with eliza you know putting the chair around his head to do the the butt whip into the corner but mm. kevin owens ran down to make the save hit the stunner on solo but did not get his hands on Sammy, of who course. bailed out of the ring. Very, very uh, key time. to that. Every time. And then Elias goes to thank Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens gives him the stunner because he cares about continuity. Nice. Very nice. Cena narrated a video for uh, Tribute to the Troops. It's the 20th anniversary of Tribute to the Troops this mm. weekend. Uh, and then we got, it's probably our last thing we get to talk about, in fact. It was Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. And they were really putting over that Asuka didn't have her makeup on. Mm -hmm. and the, no face paint no face paint and she wasn't doing her um and they actually talked about the fact that they, you know these posts that she's been making on social media mm. posting up images of her in japan and her kana uh outfits and stuff and then these two had a physical match these two beat the piss out of each other and it were rad yeah, it's real good it were real good i like it and dominic mysterio again the mvp of raw mm. Did the whole falling down on his butt thing when Asuka went to attack him? It was just as funny the second time <laughs> round. And then he ran some interference because Asuka got in the Asuka lock. And Rhea Ripley looked like she was going to tap out. Dominic grabs her foot and puts it onto the ropes, then calls the referee. Dominic then gets misted. Asuka gets hit by the riptide, so Rhea Ripley wins. And then Rhea Ripley immediately out to Dominic, grabs Dominic, takes him to the back. And then he's, and I forgot to make this reference in my review. Damn it, I forgot about this. I wanted to make a Biker Grove reference <laughs> in my review because <laughs> I thought it would pop like five people watching. But just it have, would pop five people it, watching. Like, about maybe six. At, just to have like, Dominic Mysterio going, Oh, I'm blind. I can't see, man. I got hit in the face with a paintball. I can't see, man. I, I wanted to put that in and I completely forgot. And I've only just remembered now. But yeah. Uh, a groove. <laughs> so Dominic Mysterio, he couldn't see man because he got hit in the face with a paintball. And very good. It was a very good selling by Dominic Mysterio. Mm. All the judgment day were very concerned for him. Because they care about Dominic Mysterio. Yes. Uh, it's it's very good. Damien Priest was in glasses. That was weird. <laughs> well, it's to be in case any more mist was around. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need in your eyes, do you? Yeah. David Priest in glasses. Uh, and then we've got the main event. That was mm. this week's Raw. Um, I really like the fact that we've got such an American audience here that one person has said, I got that reference. And, went, <laughs> and everyone else has been like, no, I have no idea no what idea he's talking, what you're about. talking about. Yeah. Um, look it up. 
Deck gets hit in the face with paintball. I'm blind, man. Uh, what did you? What did you? What would you have scored this? Um, probably a low four, just because I've really liked the wrestling on this show. I think it was a really high caliber of in-ring wrestling, and for me, that's always going to bump up a show. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that I really didn't like on this show was the Gargano Dexter Loomis stuff. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much everything else was either good or great. That's it. So low four for me i think yeah i mean i gave it a pretty solid four because mm -hmm. like you it was i thought everything on the show was either good or really really great uh but the dexter stuff is like and then, and, re and that's just down to personal taste like yeah. it's just it's not for me i but i as i said in my editor review i appreciate that it is working for others but it, it didn't work for me yeah um so i, I thought this was a uh, easily a very solid four out of five episode i just saw someone in the chat say why is he talking like pete <laughs> <laughs> Then everyone knows that Pepe used to be in Biker Grove. <laughs> don't think I was old enough to be in Biker Grove. Was Biker Grove over by the time you were born? When by the time I was born, yes. Biker Grove finish? By the time I was born, yes. But I wouldn't have appeared in it when I was a baby. A baby. When did Biker Grove finish? Uh, I mean, Biker Grove aired until 2006, Pete. So you did had, it? So you had time. Did it? Yeah, first started airing in 89 and ended in 2006. So you had time, bud. Crikey, it went all the way to 06. Yeah. I thought it ended in like 96. Every week, just someone else got hit in the face with a paintball. <laughs> That's the whole show. It's the whole show is every week. It's just a different Geordie being like, oh, no, me Iceman. Donna Summer gets hit by one. Oh, no, me Iceman. <laughs>Shout out some Patreon backers now. Oh, um, yeah, we need to do that, don't we? Thank you all so much for being our wonderful Patreon backers over at patreon.com forward slash rustalk. You get loads of wicked goodies, like uh, every single Wednesday, in fact. Brand new podcasts go up. Last week, it was Pete and I doing the mailbag, mm. where we get to answer your wrestling-based questions. We did it at home because I got COVID. Um, and we talked about on the episode, Pete being like, well, I've still not had it. Not, not 24 hours later, Pete got it. So... Lots of irony in that one. Yep. And then tomorrow, we're going to have the Behind the Scenes podcast mm. go up, which will be myself, Pete, Ollie, hopefully Tempest. Hopefully Tempest. Uh, and we're going to talk about backstage shenanigans going on here in the Rust Talk offices. The week after that will be After Dark, mm -hmm. which has already been recorded. Sure has. It's a very, very good lineup. Um, but there will be no Rust Talk Extra this month. No, so we've posted about this on Patreon. Uh, there's the uh, poll for Rust Talk Extra for this month, which is a show that Luke and Ollie do where they review a retro pay-per-view uh, once a month. Like a really like long, deep dive, like three-hour deep dive into a wrestling pay-per-view from the past. Uh, the winner of the poll is Ring of Honor Final Battle 2011. And unfortunately, Ollie was not scheduled to be on the show for this month. And we were like, well, that won't fly because that's a very Ollie show. And we don't know when the next time a Ring of Honor show is going to win the WrestleTalk Extra it's poll. very rare that ROH shows win. Precisely. And Final Battle 2011 is just going to be an opportunity for Ollie to talk about how much he loved Ring of Honor from that period. Yeah. Talking about his stories at the time. I think it really spun off his PFK list that he did where he was really amping up his love for Ring of Honor. So I think like we Absolutely. had a big swell of Patreon backing to, to do that because it beat out Starcade 2000, mm. which yeah, and, Star, and WCW shows, particularly from that era, tend to do very well in Patreon polls. Yeah. 
So we're delaying that until the first week of January. Mm -hmm. We're going to record that. But it does mean you're going to get two episodes of Wrestle Talk Extra in January. Yes. Uh, you'll get Ring of Honor, Final Battle 2011, and whatever wins the January poll, which will likely be a rumble. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and if you have pledged in December specifically to get the Wrestle Talk Extra um, episode, don't worry, you will still get it. Um, details of all of that are over on the Patreon page if you want to find out more. But yes. Excited to see more. So we are going to delay it so Ollie can talk about Ring of Honor. Uh, but if you are one of our $25 and above packers, you get your name uh, read out on this episode with some Hall of Fame music that I hope is not too loud. Um, Hannah A, baby. Jo Jordy Bus Driver, <laughs> Harry. Oh, oh no, it's Iceman. <laughs> Isaiah J. Izari is scary. I, I assumed it rhymes with scary. So yeah, Irizari? Irizari is scary. I assume so. The overstepper, James Nepper. Murderous, James Murta. Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Oh man, you're gonna have to do this one because I can't do it. Viernes el décimo tercero, Jason Gutierrez. I cannot say it. Jeremy Spokin, Clay's today, Smith. John Jenkinson, son of Jenka. Golden John Molden. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Rosowskis. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 13th of December, day before my birthday in fact, Ooh. 2022, the voice of the ring, Josh Roberts. Thank you. All of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Thank you all also, so much. Also, I forgot to mention on the show that Corey Graves is trying to get over that uh, Dominic Mysterio should be called Caliente Mysterio. Now, if you look at it in Spanish, Caliente generally means hot. However... In Spanish, uh, from what I've been told anyway, in Spanish colloquialism, caliente also means horny. <laughs> Which I think works for Dom. It totally works for, for, the for his character right now. Yeah. Uh, Brandon has also uh, just uh, photoshopped you into an image of the Biker Grove cast. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Biker Grove. <laughs> Loved Biker Grove when I was a kid. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for your wonderful Patreon package, and thank you for getting your conversation heard over at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out the rest of your Ultra Chats now. This one comes in from Rob, who's been a member for six months in a row. Is this the Monday Night War? Good to see my favorite boys back and back to back. Glad you're both feeling better. Is Solo going to attack Sammy first? Thoughts? Now, I've said this before in videos, but I think it's going to be Jimmy. You can make an argument for genuinely any member of the bloodline going first. Roman attacking him to make the biggest statement. Jay attacking him because of their obvious tension. Jimmy for the unexpectedness of it. And Solo because he's the guy who's always stuck by Sammy and always been kind of his bodyguard specifically. There's an argument for any single one of them. I think this Friday as well, because it got mm -hmm. a lot of like promos being like, what's Roman going to be saying to Sammy? Mm -hmm. I think they're going to officially call him Sammy Uso. That would be cool. So that's my big pitch for this Friday. Mm. Uh, also, shout out to everyone who keeps saying they were under 10 in 2006. Uh, I was nearly finishing university. I was 13. Puddle Foster says, I went to Raw last night and I had a blast. Favorite match was the six-man tag. During the solo Elias match, I made a comment to my government that Elias looks like Robin Williams. Williams when he escaped Jumanji. <laughs> um, I suppose he has got a big, a great big bushy beard. I mean, that's that's kind of the only similarity. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I don't think he looks like him. No, necessarily. 
that, but that would I mean he looks like uh, Ezekiel looked like Rob Williams after he had a shave. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Uh, JD Rezzi says, I was at the show yesterday. Very sports entertaining. Was curious how the crowd sounded on TV. Our city crowds in Milwaukee generally aren't loud and don't know a lot about wrestling. They were relatively quiet. Yeah, that translates to TV, I'll be honest mm. with you, bud. Yeah, but they, they did come alive for some bits, like the character's hour stuff and booing Don Mysterio. Oh, yeah. We heard him for that. Uh, Will Campbell, as an addendum, the match between Gable and Styles was great. I know Gable loses all the time, but he is legit one of my faves. Guy's probably the smoothest on the whole roster. Also, Otis needs pit vipers all the time now because they look great on him. Is that what those sunglasses are called? Sure. Pit vipers. It sounds like an NXT character from the <laughs> two, viper. from the 2.0 era. <laughs> pit vipers. But it would be with a double T and a Y in the viper. No. Way. They actually are they called are pit, pit vipers. vipers. The more you know. The more you but, know. But that would be P I W T V Y P E R. Would be pit viper. Ah, oh, the more you know. Yeah. Knowing is half the battle. It is. Uh, D Maddock made it. Said, uh, "This is what I think should happen: Gargano, Loomis, Miz, and Candice LeRae. Johnny and Candice should move to SmackDown and feud with Karrion Cross and Scarlett, and I can see Dexter moving over to join Bray Wyatt's faction." I don't, I don't see Dexter and the Bray Wyatt thing. That doesn't work for me. But I can certainly see Candice and Johnny doing some like mixed tag matches. I mean, they could do a mixed tag match with Miz and Maurice. Like that's like a, a fun rumble match. Um, it's a rumble match. Sorry, you're right. I, I put fun in there accidentally. You did put fun in there, which I think was an error. That was a slip up. Yeah. Um, or you could do mixed tags with the the Garganos versus uh, Cross and Scarlet. We also could do that. Yeah. Uh, do you want our hot tag over? Sure thing. Uh, Charles Burke said, uh, good news, the calendar has been sent out, and I've sent not one, not three, but two whole calendars. FYI, I put uh, Mod Mother's name as the recipient. Hopefully this causes no issues. It will be in a plain brown box. Should I read that? Absolutely. It will be in a plain brown box labeled Giant Dildos to keep it discreet. ETA four days. So you're, uh, I'm, I'm guessing by that, Charles is, send, is sending us some calendars. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. Uh, please carry on. Harry Hawker thank, thank said... Thank you, by the way. Thanks, Charles. Weird. Harry Hawker said, uh, not related to today's Raw, but just been a massive fan of your content for a long time and decided it was time to give back. Thanks for all your amazing work. And uh, sorry to find out Pete's leaving WrestleTalk on his birthday of all days. So I'm, I clearly missed this, Pete. What happened? I feel like I've, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Uh, so on the Survivor Series live reactions, on that day was the last time I was doing a Saturday. So on that show, I said, not doing Saturdays anymore, moving over to Monday to Friday, so I'm not going to be doing the SmackDown podcast anymore, but it is what it is. People then took that, and on the Survivor Series live reaction, I was like, so sorry to hear you leaving WrestleTalk. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I'm not leaving WrestleTalk, and then I go, yeah, I know, it really sucks that you're leaving WrestleTalk. I love and our then, audience so and, much. And then, of course, more people come into the stream and be like, wait, is Pete well, leaving, leaving. leaving WrestleTalk? <laughs> no, guys, no, I'm not leaving WrestleTalk. Just not doing Saturdays. Our audience is the best. Bloody hell. Uh, German Chavez said, uh, Good morning, lads. Hope you slept well and had an amazing weekend. Good to see you both doing better. Question. What's a great white elephant gift? Also, this last Monday Night War, Go Home to Mania, had me so invested it made me excited for the finale. That's that, the early access on Patreon. That is, yeah. But if you're one of our Patreon backers, you get to see episode 14 of the Monday Night War. Uh, what's a great white elephant gift? I'm, 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 I, uh, I don't... I'm going to have to Google this now. You might regret that. Is it a bad thing? I don't know, but you might regret it. I never. You say our audience is the best. I never <laughs> trust our audience with Ultra Chats. They could, they could tell us anything. Elephant's gift. Oh, okay, it's a thing. It's 65 best white elephant gifts 2022. It's from Cosmopolitan. 
You can always trust Cosmo. If you have an annual dirty Santa white elephant party with friends or family, it's probably the festive holiday, the holiday festivity you're looking forward to the most. Not only are these get-togethers wildly entertaining, but they also are the most fun to shop for. This is your chance to think outside of the box, flex your comedy skills, and maybe it, even it a little scandalous. Go, go, go on that bit. If you're new to the white elephant game, here's the gist. Everyone brings a wrapped gift that's worth the same amount. Then each person draws a number. This will determine the order in which everyone gets to choose from the pile of wrapped gifts. Sounds easy, right? But there's a twist. When it's your turn, you don't have to pick a new gift. If you've got your eye on a present that someone else has already opened, you can choose to steal their gift instead. Cue the drama, revenge, and suspense. Exciting, right? Well, the only thing that makes it better is bringing that one present everyone fights over. Blow your phone 65. Oh, that sounds like a fun game. So what's a good gift? Sure. I mean, what's your budget? So well, that, 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 that depends, that, right? Let's say our budget is £25. Crikey Moses, that's more than I was going to uh, think, thought you were going to say. What did you think I was going to say? Fiverr? Yeah, like a fiver would be All right, say a fiver. What's our budget for the Secret Santa, by the way? Ten? Was it ten? Yeah. I'm oh, good, because I spent less than that. Yeah, good. I think I did as well. <laughs> uh, I'm very bad at gift giving. I don't think that's true, Pete. You got that great calendar for Ollie that one year. It was a great I gift. I was being serious. I thought it was a great calendar. It was a great gift, and Ollie didn't like it because... He's, Ollie's mean. Because he's a bellend. <laughs> <laughs> you should just say that calendar again. <laughs> Get that candle, we'll just find a way to make sure that Ollie gets it. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe this is what we'll do for the Rest Talk Secret Santa next year. Perfect. I, oh, and do you know what, Pete? I smell content. That is content that, right there. That, that's content right there, Pete. That's a game. That's it. I'm always, think, games. always thinking about the content. Ollie, yeah. you'll love that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the great what elephant gift is. Not a clue. Um, I'm very bad I, I would say... A um, candle. A, a, a Lynx Africa set. <laughs> What are you, 12? Yeah, you, know, you get a little <laughs> shower gel in there, spray a deodorant, and what else would you get? Um, a little aftershave thing that also mm. smells of Lynx Africa. Yeah. If you want a spring, you can go voodoo, but I think Africa's classic. <laughs> Anywho. Such a UK-centric reference to the show. Yeah, Celebrations, Rose, <laughs> Biker Grove, Grove, Lynx Africa. <laughs> Should I do these ones? Yes, please. PM Whitehouse uh, said, Hi, lads. Uh, first of all, you need to start increasing your vitamin I vitamin C intake or start drinking some green tea because immune systems and that, innit? Uh, I didn't get ill. Just got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, second, did either of you watch the Josh Alexander versus Mike Bailey match on Impact? It's my personal match of the year and is free on YouTube. I've heard very good things about this match. As have I, and I was going to watch it until I heard it was an hour long. And I was like, oh, I haven't got the time for that. I haven't got time. Yeah. And it was just at that point uh, where I, I thought I had enough time to watch it. I didn't have an hour spare. So it's on my list of things to watch. Mm. Uh, we've got a screenshot here of uh, Mr. Higglesby from Thank the live you. chat. Thanks, Mr. Higglesby. Hello. Um, Kevin said, I uh, just wanted to shout out Kathy Kelly's facial reaction during the KO and Elias segment. Uh, she uh, was every one of us like, oh yeah, you did smash a guitar over his head. She's the best. Glad she's back. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. She's amazing. Uh, JD Rezzy said, uh, can I get an ass man clip, Luke? 
It's not loaded on this. We, we oh, what a shame. Because we Oh, we can't do... Oh, no, I was really looking forward to it. Producer Rich upgraded us from OBS to Slobs, and I haven't put in Ass Man yet. So, unfortunately... Nor I will you. I cannot play the Ass Man clip. I mean, you're here, though, so you could Nor actually do you. it in person. I'm not, though, am I? <laughs> not going to do it. You could do it for us right now. I'm not, not going to. I'm just going to read out Miss Higglesby comment here that says, mm. Hello, Papa Luke. Not sure if you read this, um, uh, but I'm glad to see you and Peter feeling better. So that's very nice. Mr. Higglesby cares. Hey, Mr. Higglesby. Future WWE champion, Mr. Hey, Higglesby. Hey. So do you want to give us a quick ass man before we get out of here? No, Pete? I don't. Nope. Guy's got to pay for that sort of action. <laughs> um, but you don't have to do that with Raid. Click the link in the <laughs> description down below. <laughs> Boom! How's that for a segue? Click the link then, bro. Use the promo code RAIDRONDA because Ronda Rousey's in the game now. So yeah, please go and check out Raid Shadow Legends. At least give that little click. Um, at least give that... Uh, that <laughs> please do give... <laughs> please give that link a little click. Because <laughs> it, we'll it, it supports this channel and supports our wonderful sponsor. Thank you so much for watching today's episode. Subscribe if you've made it this far. Let us know your favorite Biker Grove character in the comments down below. <laughs> I've been Luke Owen, DAD. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm your Jam That Champion. Jam That Champ! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.